Well, hello. Well, hello there. Um, sorry for the delay. I was typing in, uh, sorry for the delay. We're having technical issues into the YouTube chat, but I don't know if that appeared for people or not. Uh, I pro it may have, it may not have. I, I don't know the answer to that. Maybe somebody who's watching will tell us. Maybe. Uh, we do have some people watching. Uh, we are, if you're listening on the podcast, you won't care about this entire conversation we're about to have because you're just listening to the show whenever you want to listen to it. But our huge audience of mom and a couple of other people were probably wondering where the heck we were. Probably so. My my laptop may be dying. It's an old laptop. Um, so it's going to be time for me to knuckle knuckle down and get a new one one of these days. Um, maybe maybe by next week, you know, maybe because we have the show to do, I thought. Okay. Yeah. You you drop that check in the mail and I'll run over to the Apple store and take care of it. <laughs> See where your uh where where your areas of importance lie. <laughs> yeah. I thought, um, I'm just glad you're here. I thought maybe I would have to just vamp for an hour alone here on this movie that you had abandoned me or that you were afraid to actually face me even in a, in a digital zone. You know, I'm not I'm actually not afraid to face you because I uh I I actually have some thoughts. Um do they include an apology? <laughs> no, they they actually don't. Do I owe you an apology? Or are we going to get into it right away? Let's let's No, talk you don't about, owe me. You don't owe Let's me talk about pleasant things first. Um I do I there is something I want to say to you before we start. I didn't bring a coaster in here. I should have brought a coaster. Um I just want to say to you uh Ken Lee Deliba Deba Douchu. Um and uh I'm going to give you some time to Think about what that means. Uh, I'm not going to talk about it tonight. Uh, I'm going to give you a week to figure it out, but I, I'll, I'll repeat myself. Ken Lee, Deliba Duba Doubt You. Um, and, it's the lyrics to the song from one of the songs in the movie tonight. Yes, it is the lyrics to the song. Um, and it's, uh, it's actually, uh, I saw a clip last night, not knowing, not co completely disconnected from our having viewed this movie. A friend of mine showed a YouTube clip of somebody singing that song on uh, the Bulgarian version of America's Got Talent. Oh, uh, I'd like to see that. And uh, I'll I'll will post the clip. Um, was it not in, a, in necessarily in proper English, or was in, it? It was not. They 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 didn't speak English at all, so they were just sort of making up what they thought would be words. And it, it's it's I, I don't think it's inappropriate to talk about because it's not as if you're making fun of somebody's accent. It's making fun of somebody who doesn't speak your language, deciding to make up your language. That's always pretty funny. I, I you know, um, I like but to hear. the genius of it is that they added subtitles to the clip so that you can actually follow along with Ken Lee, the Liba Duba Doubt You. Um. It's too bad we can't edit that in there as a maybe we can put a link in, yeah. in social. I'm gonna put a that. link in the in the social to the the song because yeah. it's it's extraordinary. 
it's quite something with your drink with your giant uh arnold palmer and your blurry background this is something this is a um the batch 22 version of the paloma this is batch 22 with um with fever tree grapefruit soda and it's it's pretty great it looks very tasty it's a nice summertime uh it's not summer but i thought in honor of uh in honor of my love for this movie um it's out of focus i guess huh it's blur oh if i put it right in front of me yeah it's a nice uh sort of british quaff um so how are you what's going on what what was your week like isn't a quaff a hairdo <laughs> no q u a f f oh oh sorry just wanted to <laughs> be clear i don't i don't do anything um to do with hairdo anymore you just well now you just have one yeah, i just have one hair one hair yeah yeah basically and it will have to do so well i'm sure you're not you haven't had any complaints yet or have you i don't i don't know <laughs> no not not yet how was your week? What's going on in your life? Um. Oh, that's a hard question. You start with the hard questions right away. Yeah. Uh, what's going on? Um. Much the same. Much the same. Um. Amelia's show is going very well. I'm trying to uh, crack a little bit of a screenplay while I have a little bit of time off, meaning I'm unemployed. Um. <laughs> so I'm trying to get some writing done. And um, that's been frustrating. Yeah. That's all I can say about it. The cat's getting in the way or just writer's block or? Just slow pulling teeth. This part of the process, the beginning, the, the deciding, committing to a story, committing to it. It's hard for me. Did you? Uh, well, we'll get into whether this movie gave you any inspiration later. Um Okay. The answer is yes, it did. It did? Not in the way that you may write a, a story about a, a murder mystery about a guy who kills his brother because... He yeah. It, well, it fired me up. Let's put it that way. <laughs> okay. Um, and, anything else this week? No no interesting events? No... Uh, well, I'm trying to think. I mean, what happened this week? Like, um, oh, it was a birthday. It was a birthday week. That's well, that wasn't what, big for you. That was big for me. It was big for me. You're my brother. It was your birthday. So happy birthday. Yeah. I'm on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I called you on your birthday. I want it to be known. You did call me on my birthday. And I, I managed to make you jealous on my birthday, too, I believe. It's a common thing. With with the pizza, the pizza situation. Oh man, I saw some I saw some social media photos of your uh, pizza feast. And um, I was like, I wish the third brother got to hang out there. You would have, some pie. you would have enjoyed your. Well, we'll do it when you come out here in May or June for some of our Batch Twenty Two launch events. We'll do some. We're gonna do a lot of eating. When you're Look, here. you can fire up the pizza or not. I'll be eating. I'll order a slice and eat it on the lawn. I don't. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, we'll be eating like crazy. Yeah, and on my birthday, then we uh, we actually it was a very busy work day for us on my birthday we had a lot of meetings and then after all the meetings we had to do a little something we had to do r d 
we call it research and development. Other people call it drinking, but actually we call yeah. it research and development. Well, you're developing booze. So yeah. you got to know what you're, you know, you wouldn't want to go flying in a plane with somebody that had never flown a plane before. No. You want somebody making your booze who's, who's had a drink drinking. or two. Yeah. You know? Um, did you watch anything interesting this week? I, I mean, um, aside from the topic of tonight's show. Well, I did get to see, um, did we discuss that I saw Godfather on the last show? I don't believe we did. Had you seen it, the last show? Had you gone up to see I don't new- think so. I'm losing track haven't. of time rapidly. But I did get to see uh, uh, the re-release of the Godfather 50-year anniversary of that in the theater, which was absolutely great. Um, went with the mom and our friend Liz, and we just had a great time. And uh, uh, it was really something to see. I'd never seen it in the theater before. Um, and... Uh, I, I haven't even really done any reading on what they did. It didn't seem like they had added anything. They uh-huh. may have uh, looked like they may have like spruced up. I mean, I know they worked on the print. It's a new 4K restoration and looks great, but they may have added some new imagery in some of the like, you know, dissolves where you see Times Square in the old days, or I think they may have doctored some of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, um, I want to check that out. And then you, you and I had discussed the the idea of watching it in black and white, which I did once at a bar that was displaying movies on a broken um, television. On a broken te- no, that yeah, but they they were showing it in black and white, and um, and we talked about this that Gordon Willis, who worked with Dad on Little Murders, um, had sh- it looks like he shot it so that it would work also in black and white, and it looks great in black and. I bet it does. A lot of color movies don't, but but this really worked. Um, uh, anything else? Oh, let me look at my notes. Oh, let me uh, see. we should mention while we're talking about The Godfather, this is sort of a Godfather-themed week for our family because um, the previews dropped today for the Paramount Plus series, The Offer, that Adam directed four of the ten. Oh episodes. wow! Really? Okay, great, yeah. great. And it's, um, it's, uh, it's that series is about the making of The Godfather, uh, with um, Matthew Good playing Robert Evans and um, Miles Teller playing Albert Ruddy, and Giovanni Ribisi playing, uh, I believe, Joe Colombo. The the uh, fellow who didn't want the movie to be made at first at first didn't want it right yeah yeah um i can't wait to see this i know adam's really excited and and from the previews it looks fantastic well i have to check that out when we're done with the show i haven't i didn't know they dropped yet um that's really cool uh so uh when when does the? i'm sorry when does the show air do you remember when it starts in in april i think in april uh, and what what's the paramount paramount plus paramount plus okay so you have to sign up for paramount plus and uh it's it looks very exciting um and uh i also watched the adam project the new ryan reynolds fun sci-fi time loop adventures with the little kid Adventures with the little kid. Yes. And actually, what was interesting is the the little kid they cast 
is terrific. And he also, this little kid must, he's, he's only 10 or 11 years old. He must have studied Ryan Reynolds because he really, he has that smart ass thing that Ryle, he does a lot of looks and takes and smart ass timing. Right. That's very Ryan Reynolds. It's, it's really kind of a pleasure to see somebody you could totally see growing up into Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Well, I'm sure that's the big trick of the movie, isn't it? I mean, he's playing himself. It's, he's playing a young Ryan Reynolds, right? Yeah. So. And that's not a spoiler because they. That's, oh, it's in the tra- yeah. You can see it's that in the trailer. trailer, and it's right away at the beginning of the movie. We know that it's it's him. Um, but another thing they did that I thought was really interesting in the way that it was shot, that um, you know, in how in movies where they have um, an actor playing two roles, and they have the scenes where they're they're talking to each other, and they they often frame the shots very evenly with the two actors shot from the side, looking right at each other and, you know, sort of showing off that, Oh, look, it's the same actor playing both parts and he's having a conversation with himself. They shot a lot of the scenes between the kid and Ryan Reynolds in that style. So that you, you kind of felt like they were making a play on this idea of that. It's, one actor playing both parts, oh, that's even funny. though it's really two actors playing the parts because one of them's a grown up and one of them's a kid. Is it like an action adventure thing? Yeah. Um, is the world gonna is the world gonna end unless he because he's the one um, saves it, gets to know himself better and saves the world? Is that how, maybe part of the plot? What? How how would you come up with that idea? That's just curious. Like, is there is there a you know, blue is there a blue light that comes out of the sky? Uh, if you're coming up with ideas that are that good, how is it possible that you're suffering from writer's block? Because I've never. That's the most original. I've never heard anything. Well, anything like that. I'm on top of my game, circa nineteen. You know, Carrick uh, Taylor says hello. It did. So I think she's referring. He, to I think. He, I think he is referring to the um, the comments that you made early on, saying we were experiencing. Okay, that's probably true. Yes, Gary so is the he, and he is a, a fan of of uh, of P for Paranormal and this show. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for the shout out there. I didn't know what was happening. It was yeah. it was really alarming. I, I didn't I didn't know if uh, maybe the whole grid went down and there was no more internet service tonight. And Kerrig, I apologize. You and I haven't met, and uh, I, I I apologize. Kerrig is super super fan. Kerrig Taylor, yeah, super fan. He, you need you need Kerrig on your side. He yeah. helps us on uh, rated P a, a lot. Okay, keeps so, us in line. My apologies. I'll I'll send you a cupcake. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what that meant. I don't I either. No I, 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 why don't I would you could send me a cupcake? I wouldn't say yeah. no. Um, and last week when we talked, I was about to start watching The Outer Limits. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Did you start? We started, watched two episodes. A lot of fun. Um, Great show. Not as good as I remembered it, but a lot of fun. And everybody in the world was on. Uh, Cliff Robertson starring in that first episode. And uh, I'm actually, my buddy is coming over tonight. And uh, um, uh, we'll, we'll be watching a few more episodes. 
And Kerrig is saying it lagged quite a bit. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Kerrig. Great to have you here. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to some more Outer Limits tonight. That's great. I'd love to see some Outer Limits with you late night. That would be great. Well, um, there are a lot of them, and I won't be done watching them by the time you get here. So, are they? Where are you seeing them? Uh, are they on Amazon or? I actually bought the entire series on Amazon Prime. You get the whole thing for twenty bucks. So, all right. it was like two dollars an episode, or all fifty-four, or however many it is for twenty bucks. So I've said I'm I'm a big spender. You know how to you know how to lay down some money for some digital content, man. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> did i hear streaming here's 20 bucks yeah streaming i'm going crazy <laughs> um so uh bridget jones diary i Must guess we are we starting this now are we doing it no we can keep talking about other things i'm having a good time i love just hanging out with you that's nice don't butter me up though we're good we gotta get to we gotta get to serious business all right okay bridget jones diary 2001 uh what was your relationship to this movie prior to seeing it tonight other than being convinced that you were going to loathe it uh posters and then you, you know you, like, collect, I, you collect them it, no, you have i just remember i remember the poster of the i like i have no relationship to it i you I, don't have a post you don't I have re- a copy of the poster up to il malo il gato il buono no 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 it's not no I got it's, that not, all it's not it's not hanging next to my santa sangre poster no. <laughs> okay um I, I never saw it. I don't know anything about it. I didn't read the book. I wasn't paying attention then. And, and you're not paying uh, attention now. Four months after this came out was 9-11, and I certainly wasn't paying attention after that. Okay. All righty. You know, how about, how about was, you? Uh, didn't want to see it when it came out. Had no desire whatsoever to see it. Saw it. When it came out? Yeah. Well, because I was married. And okay, so, had yeah. Me. Um, and, uh, loved it actually had a great time. <laughs> we should hang up now. We should hang up right now. Where, where is this bad connection when we need it? <laughs> where is your computer falling apart? Why isn't it doing it now? Wow. Um, and interestingly movie was very well received. Renee Zellweger got an Oscar nom. You know, she got a nod there. Got a lot of other nominations. Roger Ebert Ebert gave it 3.5 out of four stars. Are you kidding me right now? I'm not. You're you're making that up. I'm not. Roger Ebert, 3.5 out of four stars. Roger Ebert, Roger Ebert, or another guy, some other guy named Roger Ebert? No, the Roger Ebert. So you can come after me with the big guns all you want. No, I'm not. But I'm not alone. I'm not alone in my feelings. That's what makes me so damn depressed. Is that I'm not alone? Is that I'm alone? Is that you're? Is how alone alone that I am, and how alone I feel. You're not alone. I'm sure there are other people who feel as you. I'm sure there are other embittered uh, people with dry, withered souls who feel the way that you do. Um, (laughs) boy. (laughs) <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. But you, I doubt quite as withered and dry as mine. But, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, let me put it this way. I, this made me 
I I wanted to see Notting Hill I Notting Hill so badly. I I was begging for Notting Hill to come on. Really? Because begging. Okay. Because here here's what I thought watching this. I this is fun. This is actually really fun and interesting because I really do want to hear what you say about it. Because after your response to Notting Hill, the fact that you didn't want to eviscerate me after Notting Hill sort of surprised me, right? I thought you would want to flay the skin from my body <laughs> at Notting Hill. But you, it, it, and it, and I was so surprised that you didn't. And the things that you had to say about it, I was like, oh, wow, okay. And then watching this movie, I thought, wow. So if he felt that way about Notting Hill, and I actually, hi, mom. Mom will remember this. I talked to mom about this. I thought, based on your assessment of Notting Hill, that you were going to like this movie better than Notting Hill. Really? Yeah. And I'll tell you one, one reason why I thought that is one of your main objections, as I recall, and maybe I got it wrong, to Notting Hill was the, shall we say, deification of Hugh Grant. The sort of you know, angelic choir and halo yeah, that that, to surround him yes. through the whole movie, and in this movie, he's giving that same kind of charming performance, but we know that his character is an utter shit. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, Anthony's going to like this. Well, that's not what I he act, that he's not what I disliked about it. Oh, okay. I, I actually thought Hugh Grant was was fine. You know, I I thought that was actually a more appropriate kind of character for him, for me. Okay. So I, I fell into I, a trap. I a trap was laid for me by that, and I fell yeah, right. Yeah, you fell into right. It. You fell right into it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there there that that was a that was a, a thing I, I I didn't dislike about it. I thought he carried that off really well. There were th that's a great thing quote that I'm going to put under the poster for this movie. There were things about it that I didn't dislike. That is a winning Anthony statement. Arkin. It's a winning statement. Look, I don't want to be a negative person. And I know a lot of people love this movie and it's dangerous territory because it's got a lot of people really, you know, adore it. I really, they made three of these things. And um, I'm sure it's recent enough so that I'm sure there's still people who really still watch it all the time and care about it. And I, I, I didn't know she got an Oscar nom for it, but that, that doesn't do anything to me, but you know, make me more dismayed at this Oscar shenanigans completely anyway. So I don't know. I, I, I wanted to see somebody make a real movie here so badly. And um, I, I just didn't get that movie. I didn't get the movie that I could have standed, that I could have stood. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, I'm going to, so, okay, so um, I'm going to throw some things out there then. I'm okay. going to try and channel you a little okay. bit, okay. if I can. Please. <laughs> I, probably, I probably can't, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw some ideas out. Like, for instance, um, I have a note here. <laughs> I don't want to read out loud now, but I will because I'm, I'm man enough to embarrass myself. Okay. 
the note actually says Zellweger's very brave performance. And uh, yeah, well, there's the look. There's the look of the, the audio that goes with the look that my brother just gave me. There, there's a sound that my brother makes, which is well known in our family, where when something is is really just out of bounds, Anthony goes, huh. Um, and he, he gave me that look just now. And uh, but what I'm going to so so my characterization of that performance as brave comes from the perspective of saying, okay, this is freaking Hollywood trying to make a mainstream movie. And here's this actress who had sort of just exploded on the scene uh, as sort of a very conventionally attractive um, leading woman in um, uh, Jerry Maguire. And then she went and put on 20 pounds to play this role and romps about in the movie quite a bit in, in basically in bra and panties and shows off a body, which I think 99 out of a hundred women would be thrilled to have, but by Hollywood standards, I think we can safely say doesn't cut the mustard. Right. And, and, and then, so my prediction about what you would say is, yeah, but that's the Hollywood standard and going off the Hollywood standard by, by 5% still keeps you firmly in the realm of total <laughs> bullshit. Yeah. That's, so does that characterize your, your view of this? That movie? is a fair assessment. I, I, so I'm I, looking at it saying, Wow, they they deviated from the they were willing to deviate from the standard and dip a toe in those waters, and and you would say, don't dip a freaking toe in those waters. Make the real goddamn movie about the real person. Yeah, I think I'd have to say that. I mean, I I can't the whole conversation about her gaining weight for this or not. I mean, I think I remember hearing some stuff about her doing that. And I'm not going to step on whether that's a brave thing for somebody to do or just somebody's job if they get that, you know, like, and, and how brave is it to do it when you're making lots of money doing it? I, I, I will argue the level of bravery, but it's it's brave. OK, well, I mean, I mean here's, I, here's, how brave I get. I gain 20 pounds sometimes for free. Right. Exactly. That's not, it's not brave at all. It can I do be it over a, the week. I do it over no, the weekend. Yeah. Um, and I think that there was a lot made of it maybe. And I, if I had never, if I had never heard anything about that story, I would have seen this movie and not, not noticed what the, I don't think I would have really noticed one way or another. Uh, she just seemed like, you know, another attractive young ingenue in a, in a, in a rom-com. I did the weight thing in the, in the movie threw me a little bit. They made a lot about it. And I think part of that is since we've seen, I think, a lot more open um, casting and views on what, you know, attractive means, on what beautiful is. And I think that's changed a lot in the in the 20 some odd years since then. So we're used to seeing people who legitimately do have that extra or whatever, not extra, but just extra than, uh, than her normal, normal weight. Not. 
yeah and actors who, who carry that beautifully in in films and it's not such a big deal anymore so i don't even know i guess it's a shame that it was a it was such a hot button issue 20 years ago that's all i can say about it it's not it's i mean she looks great i i don't i didn't think about it right um so but i hear you i think that in you know in the restrictions of this kind of genre that was a that was at least a brave thing to lean into and and not to completely dismiss and it and it was um um kind of i think cool that and i didn't read the book of course it probably comes from the book but there was a little bit of a little bit of an edgier quality to the humor they were trying for anyway it was a little racier a little bit more you know a little more modern a little little more knowing in terms of its outlook on romance than than some other movies it was a little more ironic and and a little surreal at times you know like they did kind of go for some kind of broad surreal moments which which uh i i i like that they tried to do it they just didn't they didn't gel for me into a into a, a hole you know because um, you know if you put this next to notting hill you know um julia roberts wasn't looking like th this and wouldn't have looked like this in notting hill well and was, and was playing the kind of star that i think that the the character of bridget jones in both the novel and the movie was sort of rebelling against that image of a woman that was typified by Anna Scott, the the character that right that Julia Roberts was playing. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, 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 okay. <clears throat> so it's so it's better than other movies that I would have liked less than this. Yes, that's that's what I that is what I am saying. This okay. movie wasn't as bad and hateful as it could have been. I, I I mean, you know, I didn't did you feel any motivation to care at all about anything that happened at any point to any of these people? Did you care at all ever about any one single moment or thing or desire or dream or wish that any of them had at any time? Yeah, I did. And did you cry at all? Did you cry at this movie? I didn't cry in this movie. I did because if you cried, I would come over there and thrash you about the head and neck. <laughs> no, I did cry at Notting Hill, and I didn't cry at this movie. I just I'm... enjoyed it. I just enjoyed it and laughed. Okay. Um, um and um, uh, I, I, um, I identified. I did identify with the um with the uh colin firth character you the identified guy. with him yeah i used to be a lawyer he was a lawyer <laughs> um you could you could say that after seeing angels in america and yes. seeing roy Cohn in a movie yes, like, I, that's no, not an, that's not no, a thing to say i i identify because he's you know he's not the like the dashing guy that every woman goes for well that you're talking about one of the biggest sex symbols on the planet that guy yeah. is you know you're gonna get in a you know more of a fight with some of our listeners than i am about that 
Well, but he he's playing an uptight, you know, he's playing a an uptight, uncomfortable guy with a stick up his ass. Yeah. Okay. I, I which, you're not gonna, which, yeah. which is you? That's how you identify? I don't identify as that, but I identify as next to, you know, growing up and that college and law school, there were always guys who were, you know, the, the object of desire, the way that, um, the, the way that Hugh Grant is in this movie and, and both in my, you know, in my real life and in my life as an actor, you know, I, I, I did, for instance, I did three shows with, with, um, with a, a fellow who's a, who's a very good friend of mine now, Gregory Harrison, who's one of the best looking guys in show business. And we've worked together three times. And the third time I worked with him, I said, you know, I never want to work with you again. And he was like, what, what do you mean? We have a great time together. We're, we're buddies. We, we have a ball working together. We work really well together. And I said, I said, yeah, you know, but you you might not believe this, but sometimes when I'm not working with you, I get to kiss the girl. And when I'm working with you, I'm the idiot sidekick every right. time. Three jobs, I was the idiot sidekick because he is leading man. And and I'm not, never was. Um, whenever I got sort of a leading man type of role, it was it was maybe the kind of leading man role that dad got, which was the the offbeat character leading man role. Um, and yeah, this might be a bullshit Hollywood movie in some ways or British Hollywood, but putting Colin Firth next to Hugh Grant in this movie, he's playing the, the lesser of the two in terms of, flash yeah but it's like flare. yes but that's like it, it, that's just because they put dopey clothes on him you know i mean he he's ultimately he's ultimately you know a six foot four dashing sex symbol beyond repair who who also instills in in some probably some audience members is a desire to dress him better and actually take care of him more which makes him even more attractive which has sort of been my my technique if if you will to well, try and engender that either something's working or something's not working it's not working okay it's not working okay. Although, no that's not true i did i there was there was one woman i went out with who spent a lot of time and energy trying to change the way i dressed um and clearly clearly uh, for if those this is the result, on the podcast, it, it's magnificent. Yeah, I can see why she what she was going for. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> right. And we're not together anymore. <laughs> um, if you're listening, hi, miss you. You know, they, um, they make Madras shirts with the hoodie tied like sewn into the back of it, it that you don't even have to get a separate one. Do you know where I got this Madras? No, just got this yesterday. You Thrift got it me. yesterday. I got it yesterday, thrifting. And thrifty. No, thrifting. I went thrifting. Oh, I thought you said thrifty. It looks like you got it at the hardware store. <laughs> Two dollars I paid for this shirt. And um, I was robbed. I was robbed, I tell you. So you're you're inspired because you need a you need a woman like Bridget Jones to swoop into your life and and uh get that reindeer sweater situation switched out. Um I think I would I would fall very much in love with a Bridget Bridget Jones at this point in my life. 
Bridget, so, if you're out, if you're out I, there. All right. I <laughs> guess, I guess, you know, you may have hit something very, uh, uh, is, are, are, are these movies made for people when they're going through a period of their life, when they're single and, and they're, I mean, honestly, cause I, I, I Fine, just lay it right out there. Well, you, you've been talking, you've been saying a lot in this episode, if anyone's paying attention. If you weren't single when it started, you're single now. <laughs> so, and, and may remain single, yeah. being a man admitting that he loves Bridget Jones's oh, I, diary. I think, that, I think that could be a great thing. I'm sure there are plenty of people that love this movie that would love to share it with somebody. I'm not a candidate for that, but I don't. I don't begrudge anybody. Yeah, and I don't want I mean, to cuddle up with you next. The fact that I had couch. to stop this movie in a blind rage three times <laughs> just to get my bearings <laughs> and breathe, don't let that you know sway you. Okay, is there? Um, so okay, I get I get the depth of your hatred for the film. I want to dig deep here and take a chance. Were there? Was there anything that made you laugh in the whole movie? The show is still, the show's still, go, for those of Are you we recording, I'm trying for to, for those of you listening, the show is still going on. Uh, I'm going to say that there, the answer to that is no. I did not have one Nothing genuine, did. honest laugh. Really? Uh, no. Okay. You didn't like the, the Tarts and Vickers party. Even the concept. Well, you, I mean, I, I, you were asking if I laughed, liking something I didn't. Oh, I, okay. I, I thought that was a, a concept I would have liked to have seen handled by somebody that had been to England. And I don't know why it seems like she's the only American involved in this, but it really does feel like Americans just put a back lot on Warner Brothers and made a movie in England pretending everything was English. It didn't feel... I was so desperate for some authentic sense of Britishness, of Englishness that I love in other films. I did not laugh at anything, which is the first time I've seen uh, what would be a British comedy and not laughed at anything. And I find that to be suspicious. Is it actually a British film? I don't I don't know. Uh, it is. And I can prove it. She opens her fridge and there is Stilton in it. There's that's there's Stilton in her fridge. They could so. have gotten that from Wallace and Gromit. That's not oh, that's okay. an easy one. That doesn't count. Um, all right. Uh, and there's a scene where she was eating Branston pickle from a jar. Mm -hmm. Do you are you going to ask me like when? Because I can tell you exactly when I first stopped the movie and had to walk away for a minute. Would Please. you like to know when it was? Would you, can you guess when? Let me let me put it this way. Can you guess the first time I I I, I picked up the remote like this and, and was like, oh, and I was. Was it, was it when she was drunk and singing in the apartment? No, that you mean the title the title sequence of the movie. <laughs> no, I I made it through the title sequence. <laughs> well, when was it? What, what what made you throw the remote at the television? It was honestly the pretenders when they desecrated the pretenders. Uh, I flipped out. I got angry and I had to stop the movie. Okay. Well, I did have in my notes that they rely perhaps a bit too much 
on popular music what to generate feeling in the audience. What is it with Motown hits and these rom-com movies? What is what is happening? Why why does every person in these movies dance around and go shopping for fruits and vegetables listening to Motown songs? I love Motown, it, but it, it's like these are great pieces of art that they are trampling over and desecrating with with their with their vapid little shoes, and it bothers me. It bothers me. I, and the pretenders, pretenders, literally made me that made me upset. I was like, okay, this isn't okay. Well, I think it was. I think that was actually a touch of irony because the movie was pretending to be something that it's not no oh you're right okay. i didn't i wasn't filled with rage you're, you're absolutely right no. that's the okay. end. i should have thought of that <laughs> they, they were pretending the, the pretenders well, you, you we'll talk about the music for a second it, it's a it's a crutch for a lot of films I've noticed a lot of rom-coms and a lot of like light comedies and stuff. It's do cheating. That where, well, it's, it's cheating. cheating. It's it's a it's a chance to do montage work, which is also cheating a lot of the time, no matter how much fun it is. And this is um, it's not just cheating. It's also if you if you if you know the business, it's about selling a record. It's about marketing the movie itself. It's about cramming as many songs as you possibly can in and not you know not with any real thought i mean because you're gonna get you're gonna get an abatune probably you're gonna get some motown you're gonna get an aretha franklin song check 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 you're you're gonna probably get maybe a marley song or something like that which was right. missing from this unfortunately and then you're gonna get van morrison which we get after a person says i happen to like you very much and they start playing van morrison and i'm like even if it's ironic, it would have to have pushed that irony so much farther for me to to buy it and care. But but do you know who they're thinking about when they make those decisions and who they're aiming that at? They're not aiming it at me. I know that. Do you know who they are thinking of? Well, clearly more someone like you. Me. They're thinking of me because you're. You're, and this may this may cause a rift in the family, but I'm the guy. I have I didn't go out and buy the uh, the Bridget Jones soundtrack, but for instance, I did go get the the soundtrack to um, the first Charlie's Angels movie. Well, that's okay. That's different because it's. I mean, it's actually a better soundtrack than movie. It is because it has caviar on it. It has. Uh, it has. Know, I mean, Tangerine Speedo. You, could, on you it. know, get the Bridget Bridget Jones Spotify list, and it would be a lot of good songs. Why that oh, has anything to do with being in a good movie or not? I, I don't. I don't know. That's right. like saying I like the movie because I'm. I like the drink that James Bond drinks in it, so I like the movie. It's like I don't. I don't understand that. Well, wait, wait a minute. That is a good reason to like a movie. Um, Cocktails. So yeah, uh, okay. So um, is the is fruits and vegetable shopping in all these movies as a as a springtime sexual like reference of of fertility? Is that why? I'm um, asking seriously because literally they pass a fruit and vegetable stand or go fruit and vegetable shopping in every one of these movies mm -hmm. I've ever seen. And I'm guessing it's got something to do with that, yeah. Well, they have lots of fruit and vegetable stands in England. That's how you know you're there. They're they're they have a lot of farmers markets and stuff. Okay. Um, I'm looking at my notes. 
to see if we can agree on on some part of this conversation. Um, you know what this movie was like for me? It was like being, It was like going to a wedding with with like either as somebody's like helper date. Like you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'll go to the freaking wedding, and you're at, seated at a table with with a drunk person who starts to talk to you at their at the table for th- four hours, and they never stop. That's what this movie was like for me. I'm gonna call mom and cry after this show. You shouldn't. You should be delighted because exactly what ha- what happened is what you designed. Things were going relatively well. We, you know, I like Notting Hill kind of more than I thought I would. Now I love that movie, and and we were we were in agreement over the last one. And here, here we're at a place where I we knew we'd be. Okay. We knew. So this you didn't like this line. Why don't we see if Mark fancies a gherkin? Nothing didn't do anything for you. I I thought everything was forced. It just didn't make me laugh. It was like tr- they were trying too hard for me. Okay. It was just not. It just didn't. Jim Broadbent. Nothing. I, I love the man, but I, I I don't. I didn't. I just. It just seemed like people were marking time. Okay. I mean, everybody was fine. Everybody was totally fine. I I that I couldn't. I couldn't relate to anything happening in here. Like nothing. I felt like it was a. Mister Herbert. Didn't nothing for Mr. Fitzherbert? Was he the jewelry guy? No, Mr. Fitzherbert, the guy at her office who had the sort of doer look on his face all the time. No. No. Okay. Uh, I did it didn't this movie didn't make me laugh. It didn't um, make me laugh. Okay. Um, um who who were we in the movie? <laughs> you are definitely Salman Rushdie. What? And wow. I think you would be cast. You should be cast as Salman Rushdie. And I'm. I think I'm at least going to get an audition to play her new TV boss at the TV station. Oh, okay. I had you as Mr. Fitzherbert, and I thought I'd be her dad. Her you thought sad, you'd be Broadbent? Her sad dad. Yeah. We don't. We should get big parts in it. We we shouldn't cast ourselves in any of these. In the big roles, okay. Um, I'll take Salman Rushdie. Well, if if we're going Rushdie. for the small roles, I think I'd be the guy who who her dad leaves her mom for the guy on the the jeweler. I'd love to play that role. That would be great. A perfect role for either one of us. That's the thing. I'll, that play Salman, be... I'll do Salman Rushdie. You play. You play that guy. <laughs> Salman Rushdie is in this movie. Salman Rushdie is in this movie. Strange. You know how that happened? Somebody no. called him up and said, "Hey, you want to do something really stupid?" And he did <laughs> so, it. Yeah. Why not? I, I have never tried that before. Okay. Um, let's see if there's anything else I can go go. Uh, uh, the the I do know what the sequel would be called. Perfect name for the sequel. Well, there is a sequel. Yeah, but if but if we were if we were going to come up with a name for the sequel, okay. Bride Joe's Boo Joe, <laughs> that which is that wasn't something dirty that I just said. Boo Joe is short for those of us in the community for Bullet Journal, um, which is uh, a uh, an interesting 
technique for keeping your life organized. So, and Brijo being short for Bridget Jones. So Brijo's Bujo would be my name. Very good. The sequel. I like that. Was uh was this did this come out before Bujo journaling? It probably did. Oh yeah. Did well, they incorporate it into the later? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. If they had, they would. If they were going to make a fourth one, it would be called Brijo's Bujo. Yeah, for sure. And there would be something in it about sparking joy too. Right. Sure. Right. Um, you do want to. I want to make something clear. I you're think never we have speaking, a misunderstanding. You're never I, I said I, I, start, I stopped watching the movie when the Pretenders came on, and then you said, "Well, I, you'll hate me." I went to buy the record. I love the Pretenders, and that's why I had to stop the movie. Okay. We're clear on that, right? But you said there were three times that you threw the remote at the television. What are the other two? The other, the other two were when they played Aretha Franklin when he came out of the elevator, and when Van Morrison was robbed and trampled on when Darcy says, "I like you." That's okay. the three times where I had to stop and get enraged and then choke down my feelings. Okay, we're gonna get through this. Um, okay. I have a, I have a, I have also titled this. I think I, I figured out the the genre of this. Yeah. Okay. It's rom com porn. <laughs> okay. This is to me. You've heard of torture porn which I'm fine with, like, that doesn't bother me at all. People are like, oh, it's torture porn. It's what I... This is rom-com porn. Rom-com porn. I felt so... I felt dirty, dirty and bad after Yeah, I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm a cheap audience. There's no... I am a cheap date for a movie. It's There's no doubt about it. For all movies. Some movies you're like, wow, they didn't get this right and they don't get this right. This movie you've had nothing but delightful things to say about. I'm a little <laughs> confused. This gets a free pass completely. You just okay. love this movie. Let me let me ask some other questions, you know, on our, on our <laughs> list of regulars. Um, how would you, how, what is, <laughs> I don't even want to ask. No, I'll try to answer it a nice way. I'll be nice. I'm going to say, what is the proper way to watch this movie? But the image that comes to mind for me that your answer is going to be, you know, those scenes where the hero is wandering through downtown looking for the, the lost girl who's disappeared from her parents' home and he's wandering through, through Skid Row and there's a bunch of bums around a trash can with fire in it. Yeah. That's you would watch this movie with those people and I then would throw it into the garbage. I would throw can. my laptop into the trash, burning trash, and watch the movie as it played in the trash. And that's a pretty good one. Yeah, I would yeah. say my favorite way, my recommended way of viewing it would be to watch it just the visuals, no sound, and then replace the sound with Norwegian uh, black metal. <laughs> okay. And my way was simply to watch it with your wife and mistress. Or your husband and Mr. S. Oh, called very cheeky. Mr. S. Yeah. That was cheeky, Matthew, uh, which cheeky, is a British I'm term, a you know. That's a British thing that people say in London town. Yes. Cheeky. <laughs> what about the double feature for this movie? Um, I, 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 last week I was toying with it. It may have to be American Psycho, but. Um, I'm thinking it's American Psycho. It might be Frenzy, Alfred Hitchcock's Frenzy. Well, I have a question about this. Does the does the double feature that I recommend have to be something that I've seen, or can it be something that I know about that I want to see? 
I think that if you want respect from the fans, you need to have seen it. But it's up to you. You shouldn't well, say that you didn't see it. That's clearly, what I would say. Clearly, I don't care about respect from the fans because I've admitted that I love this movie. Um, there's a movie that I've heard about that I think would, I suspect would make a good double feature for this movie. And I throw the name of this movie out there knowing full well that you've probably seen it seven times and own the director's cut and the commentary. It's a Korean thriller called Burning, directed by great Lee Dong. Great, great movie. That one I love. See, I, I was my life's my life goal is to come up with a movie that you haven't seen. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that movie, and I can see why you'd pick it. That's that's pretty good. I feel like, um, you know, like again, there, there's something about, in all seriousness, there's something about this uh that's that that a little bit like um touch of mink just feels like deep pathology like deeply neurotic pathologies that are just brushed over and not addressed at all um how would you recast this um i thought it was perfectly cast as it is well that's not the game <laughs> that's not the game that I, I didn't get to it. I, I tried and you love this movie more than you even told me that you did. My, my brain had dried out. Yeah, I, I I sat there and just enjoyed my I'm an idiot for rom coms. What can I tell you? I'm an you idiot. Just, you that. just ruined my day with this movie. <laughs> um so uh, all right. Well, here's my thing. I had two I had two ways of thinking about it. First, okay. I, I really wanted so desperately to like this. And I think the only way that I really could have is if it had gone into the, like the Mike Lee territory. And I thought it would actually be my kind of movie. If it was age, notwithstanding Jim Broadbent playing Darcy and, you know, uh, okay. um, somebody more, just more regular folks. I kept on thinking of like Shirley Valentine movies like that. And, um, and how great it would be if, if this were a rom-com with these people, with all these aspirations who were clearly not movie stars, you know, just like people, people, I would have okay. liked that movie a lot more. Um, but to hell with all of that, because I want to scratch it and do the only thing that we really can do here to save it. And that is we cast Tracy Ullman as Bridget Jones, Richard Aowade as Darcy and Matt Berry as Hugh in the Hugh Grant role. And we right. just reset and go for, go for complete surreal comedy with it. That could be, I actually can't, just came up with, so that's great. And I have something along the same lines that just came to me. What's that? I thought back to the play, the Marie Schiskel play, Love, and you cast Dad as as Colin Firth, Eli yes. Wallach as as Hugh Grant, and Andrew Jackson. There as... you go. That would be my. That would be fun. That to me would work. I. I. There was something about, you know, there was something. I, I have to say that the attitude about. Somebody not nothing against Renee Zellweger. It's the packaging of a giant star doing a movie like this. The attitude that she that she was slumming it, playing a regular person, a noise bothers me. It's something that actually bothers me about it. And I just want to be like, then don't if it's that tough, 
if it's that hard to eat like pancakes for a month and then you know try a british accent then let let's have a real british person do it and i also have a thing about that i'm really tired of watching anybody attempt being from another country unless it's the right level of humor quality thing the serious attempt at this to me is like a stunt at a certain point where i'm like a real brit could have done this with their eyes closed they wouldn't have it would have been effortless and effervescent if for instance you know like uh oh i'm terrible because i'm gonna blank on this name now but um she had that amazing uh, tv show uh Phoebe Waller-Bridge? Yes, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. I got the name right. You got the name right. I feel like if she had done this, I might have really liked this movie. But there was uh, there was a gap, so that's all I can really say. Uh, Nicola Walker also would have been... Uh, do you know Nicola Walker, British I, actress? I don't know that I do. I may. Did, I don't know you, see, did you see River with... Um, Smorgas smorgasbord. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. No, I didn't. Stellan Skarsgård. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Stellar Smorgasbord in Smorgas the food Smorgas. that you love. Yeah. <laughs> um, Nicola Walker, who is also in um, Last Tango at Halifax. I don't know if you watched any of that. I haven't seen that either. Um, uh, she is a, a wonderful British actress who would have been dynamite in this. Um. I, I I should have laughed more. I should have laughed. More. You should have laughed more. You really should have. I kept on hoping hey. for that like fish called Wanda level of just craziness, and I I, I never got it. But that's me. There's fire pole also... sequence. Nothing. Nothing from you in the fire pole sequence. Nope. Nothing Don't from go. you. Uh, with the yeah all right not even when they had the fifth or sixth shot of her bum sliding towards the camera did i laugh <laughs> no it wasn't even on the seventh or eighth version of that <laughs> okay all right <laughs> well so i have done it my you I, are you have accomplished I your mission my goal i've alienated my brother uh, jim broadbent uh in his green hat on christmas eve nothing no, I, I'm like that. That's a, I was like, that's a hat. He's wearing a costume. He's got pants on. Yes, these are all things that are happening. Can I ask you a serious question? Why does her mother live in a Tim Burton movie? Why, like her house, the walk up to her house is out of <laughs> Edward Scissorhands, and that's the only <laughs> thing like it in the movie. I'm confused. <laughs> Also, did you notice you could see the entire crew and lighting setup in the reflection in the like the third shot in the movie? No, I didn't notice that. You can. Oh, dude, I'm gonna have to go back and watch that again. Give me an excuse to watch the movie again because I love it so much. I'm glad you do. I'm glad anybody likes anything <laughs> and that they enjoy it. I really do. I wish I was one of those people. I I feel I'm 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 feel uh, like a miserable miserable person. Well, um, so I guess we, we've wound this down, but we we failed. We don't know what we're going to do next week, do we? Well, I have a proposition to. I have a proposition for you. <laughs> oh, oh, do tell. Um, uh, a fan of the show and friend of the show, Peter Stray, 
Yes, uh, we love Peter Stray. Recommended a while ago a movie for us that he thought we'd like to review. That's kind of more on track with our with our kind of thing our, that we do. Um, you mean movies that you like? Yes, movies that I enjoy. <laughs> Thought that's what it was called. Movies regardless, Tony, regardless of what I may think. Hashtag of. movies Tony likes. Thought that was <laughs> that. <well. laughs> okay. Oh, you want to uh, go back into? You want to get back into the territory where you love something and I hate it, but I can't articulate any intelligible reason why, and you can talk for a long time and sound very smart. No, that's actually <laughs> not that. I, I, I'd like to go there. I could happily go there, but I. I this is a different direction. By okay. that I mean it's more of a movie that will will probably enjoy. We have it. We have a we have a better shot at enjoying it at the same level. Okay, it well, has an equal it shot. Called? It's called Metro, and it's an Eddie Murphy movie um, that I've I've never seen, and he said and I've never seen it either. Very entertaining. It's it's on Tubi TV, which is a platform I love because I love commercial breaks because I get to get a popcorn or a beer, which I would do anyway. Okay. And Tubi's free, and it's got a lot of cool stuff on it. But um, but Metro is cool, and we could think about doing um a month of you know Eddie Murphy movies or a month of uh comedies from that year, uh, or a or a month of something like that. So why don't we start with Metro and see if we get anybody who's listening, you know, uh, leapfrog onto another three films, and if not, we'll come up with something. All right, that sounds great. All right, good. That sounds really fun. Well, um, this has been. Uh, I, I will you still speak to me? I guess I will no. talk to you until you don't even want to hear my voice anymore. I will <laughs> never stop talking to you. I, you know, I, I didn't want to be a naysayer, but you know, you do. You have to admit, you designed this to. You, you designed, unless you secretly were hoping to completely convert me to being a just a blithering sap for any of these movies no i i did not hold out that hope i i actually went into this saying i'm gonna make anthony's head explode with with bridget jones's diary that was my goal you, you, but then what happened was after the notting hill discussion and then i i fell into the hugh grant trap and thought oh yeah, but I didn't i didn't critically look at all of the it's other not, things that it's obviously a, would make you want to buy a submachine gun it's a bit of a it's a bit of a man trap that you grant trap yeah all right um well this but, was great um yes wait we've got another comment what is it here up oh, Kerrig. fun to watch thank you for watching Kerrig. we appreciate it thank you Kerrig. that's Glad it's always here. great to see and hear from you and uh hopefully we'll see you next week um yeah have Metro. a good one everybody You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to arkinbros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know. 